Hello and welcome to the Infinite Mystery Podcast. This is Rick Pidcock, and this episode is about cloister garden spirituality. I'll be reading from Rainer Maria Rilke's book of hours, Love Poems to God. And Rilke says, I have many brothers in the South who move handsome in their vestments through cloister gardens. The Madonnas they make are so human, and I dream often of their Titians, where God becomes an ardent flame. So a cloister garden is a place where monks and nuns will withdraw from society and will create an encased garden for access to the outdoors within the walls of protection. And so, you know, they may have flowers, they may have different plants. And they'll they'll move in and out of these spaces with their vestments that they wear. And they'll have different liturgies and spiritual experiences in these spaces. And Rilke is is mentioning this. Um, He's saying, I have many brothers who, who move handsome in their vestments through cloister gardens. And you can kind of sense a an appreciation for it, for the beauty, the, the handsomeness of their vestments. He talks about the Madonnas they, they make are so human. He dreams often of their Titians and God being an ardent flame. There's a, there's a, there's a beauty there. And yet there's a little bit of a distance there. These are his brothers doing this. This is not him doing this. This is not Rilke's spiritual experience. These are the, this is the experience of others that he knows. This, uh, that, that phrase, uh, the Madonnas they make are so human and I dream often of their Titians, that might be a reference to a painter named Tiziano Vaselli. And I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. He was better known as Titian from 1488 to 1576. And he he was known for color and flesh. And so he used a lot of color in his paintings. But he also would paint... It was said that he, he painted with his own flesh. He used his fingers and his fingernails or hair or, you know, using the human body to paint the human body. And so there, there was a, a beauty to his paintings. And there was an order to his paintings, but there was also... A participatory presence. Like my body is participating in the making of this painting and not just the tools of a brush. And I think with 
cloister garden spirituality, there is a beauty there. There's a beauty to crafting a garden space and, and using your body to, to dig into the dirt, to, to plant whatever it is you're going to plant, to maybe work with rocks or wood, and to create this space. There's a beauty and an order and a participatory presence to it. But in a sense, there's another sense in which it's also manufactured and safe. It's within the walls of the community. I think we may be getting some kids walking around here in a minute. And I think about my own spiritual experience. For many years, I, you know, first 35 years of my life, 37 years or so, was spent in a local church. I led worship for many of those years. And leading the worship, there, there, it was a beautiful experience. Like I had musicians, a full band, I had state-of-the-art technology to utilize. It was a, it was a cloister garden spirituality. And there are moments where, where part of me misses leading in those spaces. Because there was, there was a fiery presence in those events. And yet, that's no longer where my experience is. And in a sense, it's, it's also not where my heart is anymore. I'm in the middle of my yard now, surrounded by trees and children and neighbors working on their house and bugs and birds and airplanes overhead. And I see all of this as a spiritual experience. And I'll talk more about that in the next episode. But... So I, in a sense, I can identify with Rilke in, in that I have brothers in the, literally in the South, I live in the South, who, who have these, these cloister garden spiritual communities. And yet I'm not in those spaces anymore. A cloister garden could be a church or a school or a home. It could take many different forms. But I think what we, I think the role that Cloister Garden spirituality can, can play in our lives is to give us a taste of the particular of what is true universally. To give us a, a particular specific experience of what is true everywhere. And, and so I want to honor the 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 color and the flesh and the beauty and the participatory presence of it 
but I also want to acknowledge that in a sense it can also be manufactured and safe and protected and walled in and that there's a lot more going on all around us that is possible to experience. 